coming off of a weekend with no card, it it wasn't ultimately the worst because it's Saturday without fights. We had some Thanksgiving leftovers, hopefully, that you're able to still make uh, take up your, some of your time with. And we had the greatest MMA event of the decade in triad combat. <laughs> Yeah, or he's, uh, the Mike Perry fight was actually pretty good, but Frank Mir. <laughs> and we had MMA in a well MMA boxing because you can, it was like boxing with MMA gloves, but you could clinch in a triangle that looked like a sandwich I was cut in half. I don't really know what that was, um, but we're going to be talking about that. A lot of headlines to cover in the UFC world, and then a big. Big um, fight night coming on between Rob Font and Josie Aldo with a possible title shot on the line. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to UFC Talk 67. Of course, I'm your host, Ross Allen. Joined alongside by the fourth and long MMA correspondent, Blake Campbell. And Blake, how are we feeling after uh, hopefully a good Thanksgiving? Yeah, you know, I'm actually, uh, I don't feel as fat as I usually do. I didn't eat as much this year, but... <laughs> I still had some really good quality food, so shout out to uh, the moms and the and the pops. Absolutely. And the grandma. So, yeah, no complaints from me. I just wish I could have seen some more people punch each other in the face. You know, um, it, it sometimes it just be like that. We have a few of those weeks uh, each each year in the or like every once in a while in the UFC. Um, no, ultimately not the worst, but... At least we're going going from a Saturday without fights to a Saturday where it's a loaded fight night. This card is looking fantastic for UFC Vegas 44, and I am beyond excited. But before we get into the first talking point of Hamza Chamayev calling out absolutely everyone, of course, a couple housekeeping stuff, um, some stuff that's going on. Of course, a new brand new show is coming out starting on Friday with card stocks for a. All of you card lovers, anyone that wants to get into sports cards or already well-established in that world, we bring on card expert Ray Rodriguez to talk about which cards you should be going after, which ones you might need to stay away from, and everything in between, especially for you MMA fans. UFC has been uh, finally getting into the card game, and they're going to be making you a pretty penny. So you're definitely going to want to check that one out. And also, Blake, I know you're going to uh, find this one funny, but the... Uh, the live stream of Pain, that date has been finalized, and that goes down December 11th in the afternoon. Of course, that's because I lost a bet to Jalen, our co-host here, and I have to do the one-chip challenge. And so since I'm going to be in so much pain from that, I figure I'd make an event out of it. We're going to do a live stream. I'm going to be able to show off some new merch. We'll be starting pre-sales and pre-orders for Trucker Hats, so you'll be able to get first time look at that and then also um we're going to be doing it for charity because it's the holiday season it's giving season and so of course um we're going to be putting some uh polls up here on the channel with four charities to choose from and essentially it's like the longer i can go without eating or drinking anything the more money charity gets so it's going to be a fun event all around so you want to go make sure to head on over to twitch.tv forward slash fourth long to uh follow us preemptively and so we can get ready for that awful awful day that I'm going to have to endure through. But Blake, let's get into things here because one of the first things we're going to talk about is Hamza Chmaev. He is calling out absolutely everyone. He's called out Colby Covington, um, Gilbert Burns. Uh, he's called Daniel Rodriguez. He's calling out Daniel Cormier for wrestling. He's calling out Brock Lesnar now too. What's going on with Hamza Chmaev? What fight do we think we're going to get? And also... It's starting to seem a bit much, at least to me. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, I don't really care that much. I uh, He's just talking crap, in my opinion. You think? But he, he's just kind of getting his name in circulation. I mean, you see guys like Conor McGregor, Sean O'Malley, Aljamain Sterling, all those guys, like, they put their names in the hat, even just by commenting on certain posts or quote tweeting certain tweets they just throw their name in the hat because i mean i I'm, i think hamza believes he's ready for anything and everything um he, he probably isn't you know angling for a brock lesnar dc mm -hmm. gsp any of those kind of fights colby would be the only realistic option i think out of the ones that he did call out but i mean really he's just 
I think he's just trying to create momentum, right? He's trying to just get everyone talking about him. And I think the more people talk about him, the more that's going to push the issue in the UFC's uh, side of things to get this guy a freaking fight. So, he's doing a good job of <laughs> yeah, calling out everyone. Keep your name on, on everyone's on the tip of everyone's tongues and, and see where it goes from there. I, I think uh, it's not necessarily a good thing. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I think he's just trying to get noticed. You think some of them, it's almost like a couple of them are kind of weightless, too. Like, the whole Brock Lesnar thing. Eh. Honestly, who would win the fight? Blake, Brock Lesnar, Hamza Chmaev. Dude, I don't know. MMA has grown <laughs> a lot since Brock Lesnar <laughs> right? was involved. Uh, no, Brock outweighs him by, like, up to 100 pounds. I almost wanted to go, so. I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, but also, like... I, I liked the Daniel Cormier wrestling call out. Like that's cool. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind watching that either. Like I think that would be that would be sweet to see what he could do against an, Olymp- an, an Olympic caliber wrestler. Um, GSP, of course, everyone's heavily right. And GSP, of course, everyone's going to call out goats. Everyone's calling out Habib. Everyone's calling out GSP. Everyone's calling out mm-hmm. John Jones. All those guys at Absolutely. the top. You know, everyone since mm-hmm. they're the standard, everyone wants to say, "Oh, I can beat the standard. I can set the next standard." So I mean, it all makes sense to a point. Uh, but I really don't think like any of it's super, like none of it really carries a lot of weight. I don't think it's just to get the people mm-hmm. going. And, and like I said, he's doing a good job at that one. I think it's up. I'm not sure if he gets the Colby fight. Honestly, I hope he doesn't because I've been saying it for like what a month now that it just needs to be Colby versus Jorge on Tough Thirty, yeah. and th- that's a fact. But then th- at one point. It was thinking about Kamzat Jamai versus Gilbert Burns, but now Gilbert Burns has come out and said that he doesn't really see the fight making sense, but he'll take it just because he wants to fight. Realistically, what do you think is the next fight for Hamzat Jamayev? Like, what callout do you think is actually going to stick? I feel like we've literally talked about this every week for the past. Yeah, like, but it feels like weeks. he's changing for some reason, or it's almost like it. It, it feels like he's not going to get the fight that we're thinking he's going to. I think anyone in the top seven, like line them up. He beat, uh, he beat the leech. And now it's like any, I think anyone from like numbers one through seven, maybe even eight, I'd have to pull up the rankings right now and see just to see who's in front of them. But, uh, so someone's got to step up to 11 now. Cause the title they... contender has to step up and, and face this guy, you know, like he's still, I'd say at least, one to two fights away from the title just because of how much hype he has, but he has to fight another high level. He has to take another step up. The leech was yep. awesome. Great fight. It, it proved everything that we thought about him. Right. He's still on the upward trajectory. Now we need to see, we need to put another speed bump in front of him and see, okay, does he run that over or does mm-hmm. he freaking lose control and crash? And, you know, isn't what we thought he was. Absolutely. At least from the UFC, Hamza Chamaev himself is giving you plenty of options for his next fight, so you almost can't go wrong with the names that he's called out, which is a positive. And then going from that, let's talk about another fight that's actually been booked and is a MMA community, is UFC fans, we can all take a collective sigh of relief because the UFC and the matchmakers, they did the right thing, and we're finally getting confirmed Dariush versus Makachev. It's finally booked. It's going to happen. And I'm glad we... It took them way longer than really it should have. So, what are your thoughts on this fight? And then also, what does this mean for Justin Gaethje now? Uh, I love the fight. Like uh, like you just said, it's the fight that makes sense. It's the fight that I think both guys deserve. Um, and then for Gaethje, that clearly means, in my opinion, that barring something absolutely insane happening in Makachev versus Dariush, Gaethje should be the next uh, person challenging for the title. Like, unless, unless, man, I don't even know if there's anything that Makachev or Dariush could do to to Mm. win it over him because you know for a fact Gaethje versus Chandler or Dustin Poirier is going to be insane. Like, they're going to stand up, they're going to fight, uh, on the feet, and it's going to be entertaining. It's going to be another close to a Michael Chandler versus Gaethje bout. Whereas Makachev, Dariush, not as clear-cut of an entertaining fight. 
just because mm-hmm. of their styles, right? And I'm not trying to poo-poo on on uh, what gets people dubs or whatever you know your your uh, philosophy is. But I mean, it's just honest. People are more attracted to someone getting punched in the face than they are someone, mm-hmm. you know, holding on to someone or, or laying on top of someone. Not saying that's what they do. It's just to the casuals, it's what what it kind of looks like. To even to non-casuals like me, I still prefer that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just more yeah. action-packed, right? But it's cool. Like it's cool to see two dudes try to slug out and knock each other out. Yeah, it, it's just a fact. Yeah. So I mean, I definitely think Gaethje's in the driver's seat still, and I, and I mm-hmm. don't think there's anything that could take him out except for an injury. Mm-hmm. And so this, in just a couple weeks, we get Pori versus Oliveira. Makachev and Dariush goes down February 26th. So we're going to have a decent chunk of time between this title fight and then the Dariush and Makachev fight. So yeah, if all goes well, we should see Justin Gaethje be named, or that we should see Justin Gaethje matched up against whoever wins the lightweight title, whether it be Oliveira or Poirier, and then you have Dariush, and and, and so you, like you get that fight lined up. Then you have Dariush versus Makachev. Then you get your number one contender from that, and then hell, you could probably even do the loser of Dariush versus Makachev against the loser of Poirier versus um, um, Oliveira. Yeah, I mean, just there's plenty right of options. There. The only the only uh, monkey wrench that's going to get thrown in come April or so is going to be yeah, Conor March. McGregor. Yeah, you might have, depending on Conor, you might have to put the loser of that title fight against Conor McGregor. No matter who well, it according is. According to according to Conor, he's fighting for the title. <laughs> yeah, so, according to I I he better not be. <laughs> now we'll see, dude. We'll see. Uh, you never know. Connor, a lot of times, Connor gets what Connor wants. Uh, Connor, but the, good, though, man, I mean, he's, yeah. I think, uh, again, I don't, I don't see it being a bad thing with him headlining events, fighting for titles. Does it make sense ranking wise? No. But is everyone going to freaking love it either way? I think so. Like, shoot. Everyone either wants to see him get his ass beat or beat some ass. If yeah, if you listen to Anthony Smith, I mean, no MMA fighter would be happy about that, but a fan, that's that's free game right Unfortunately there. Unfortunately for Anthony Smith, MMA fighters aren't the ones that pay his bills. Yeah, uh, unless your name is Conor McGregor, then you are paying their bills. Just a little bit, only if it fights <laughs> you though. Yeah, so the lucky few, um, you you get a lot of money from Conor. Get some red panties for your woman. Exactly, man. Be like Brock Lesnar a little bit too. I mean. Did he? Oh no, no. He's just um. He didn't talk about the red pants. He's just talking about getting on top of his wife that night. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he says something about what was it? Budweiser or Bud Light or Coors Light or something. I'm gonna drink a. Well, I'm gonna drink a. It was a Coors or a Bud, but he's going to drink one of those because the other one doesn't pay him nothing. Yeah. And then most importantly, he pulled a Frank shoe out of uh, Frank Mir's ass and beat him over the head with it. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. one of my favorite post-fight. Um, interviews of all time. I would never expect that from Brock. It was so good. Yeah, dude, he's a psychopath. Pull that horseshoe out of his ass. Beat him over the head with it. Oh, it's... oh, I put Brock Lesnar back in the UFC. I don't care. I'm still kind of mad we never got from the shoving match that we saw after Dan um, Daniel knocked out Cipe. We never dude, got Cormier to see that. Cormier would fight. have lit Lesnar up, bro. Oh, it, it wouldn't have been a fight, but I want to see it though. It would have been terrible for Brock. And I think Brock knew that. That's why he fucking, you know, never WWE? stepped up to the plate. Yeah, man. Probably being said that was back in, what, 2018 now? I mean, look at what, just look at what Alistair did to him. And, and uh, who else was it? Kane? Who, who else beat the crap out of yeah, him? Yeah, was it, was it Kane that beat him when he was going through, like, the ulceritis or whatever the hell, that Something. stomach disease? It was either that or, like, was it JDS? I can't remember now. It was just, one of the Mexican I know fighters. he got his ass beat like two or three times in a row they oh he did but hey a big buff juiced up bearded brock lesnar is a scary scary looking dude i would not he he looks like a freaking lumberjack okay i would not want to see him in the street uh but a lot of these heavyweights would love to see him inside the octagon speaking of a guy that's probably not going to see the octagon and blake Kevin Lee's never going to be able to fit into any of this now. We're never going to get the answers to this question because the UFC cut him. 
Oh, a tragedy. The the biggest question in MMA history will never be properly answered because the UFC just kind of dumped Kevin Lee. Of course, he's serving suspension for ADHD um, medication. And they just kind of seemingly cut him out of nowhere. He is on a little bit of a skid, but weren't really expecting this. Um, he went to the MMA hour with Ariel Hawani. He was talking a bunch of smack. Apparently, he just got an email from the match from the, the person that sends out the matchmaking that he was cut, and not even a phone call or anything like that. So, first off, that's kind of messed up. And now there's a lot of patient speculation on where he's going to end up. A lot of things. Um, if you listen to Khabib. It could be was the Eagle FC. So, what do you think about this? Is it a deserve? Did it cut you? Like, did it kind of catch you off guard? What do you think about Kevin Lee here? Yeah, uh, definitely caught me off guard. Um, he's still a talented fighter. He's still young. Uh, has a pretty decent following. Not, not thirty yet. Yeah, not not the most. Um, I guess you could say likable guy. I just that's the vibe I get from the community. Yeah. But I still think people enjoy watching him fight. Really, he's maybe only had like one or two kind of eh fights. Exactly. Which probably was his most recent one with D-Rod. And then mm -hmm. maybe like Al the second ally Quinta fight. But I mean, that was still an entertaining fight, though. Mm -hmm. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. I still think that he has a lot to um, to offer, especially if he's going up in a weight class, 170. I mean, 170, uh, I think the, the bottom half of that, division could use a Kevin Lee to kind of pump up and see, okay, can he make it through the ranks, make it to being he could possibly still be a like contender a top 15 fighter in one seventy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was very caught off guard with that, but I also think that there's three sides to, to every story, right? There's going to be Kevin Lee's side. There's going to be the UFC's side. And I think the truth kind of lies somewhere in between both of those mm -hmm. stories. Cause Kevin Lee's obviously going to tell us, you know, the, they just emailed me. They didn't give me my respect, blah, 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 blah. But it's like if you look at it from the UFC side, um, I'm sure they're looking at the ADHD medication mishap. I'm sure they're looking at like his behavior over the years, you know, punching mm -hmm. Michael Chiesa at a press conference, all this kind of stuff. Like you got to admit, he's gotten into some shit. Absolutely, he has. Pretty. No, he is not pretty, innocent. Like regularly, I would say either he's in the headlines for talking a boatload of shit, or he did some shit. So it's like. You got to be able to reflect and 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 really look at yourself through non-rose-colored or you know cloudy lenses. You got to be able to really just take a step back and say, "Am I a part of this problem? Like, what could I have done to have made this relationship work a little better?" But I mean, we don't know the situation, right? I could just be talking out of my ass right now, which I probably am. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think Kevin Lee, hopefully for him, he, I, I mean, he already said, I think yesterday he got like three or four offers from, from other promotions. Yeah. He so already well. pretty much has contracts. He says he's going to be a millionaire. Yeah. So and I, and I already like told you gone. where I want him to go. Triller. Uh, uh, Mike Carey versus Kevin Lee, boy. Sign uh, me up. Dude, that would that, be sick. That would, I would absolutely watch the shit out of that. <laughs> I can't lie. And even just just do like a one fight deal, dude. Just do one fight with Triller because I think Mike Perry made like two hundred and fifty G's. Yeah, yeah, he said that he made that much money. That's crazy, man. I don't know where Triller gets that money from, but he apparently he got it. Yeah, I don't know, but hey, as long as the checks mm -hmm. are clearing, dude, that's all I'd care about. Exactly, dude. As long as the checks are bouncing, but the heads are off the canvas, that's all MMA comes down to. Of course, I could say Eagle FC's out there. One FC has to be taking a look at him. Uh, Bellator absolutely has to be take a look at him because he might be the he best could be 170. A top five right away, top three possibly right away. Instantly, he could be a future Bellator. And there's some decent matchups in that division too. There's uh, uh, MVP uh, Michael Venom Page. Mm -hmm. There's uh, Diego Lima or not Diego? Mm -hmm. uh, is that his name? It's I think I'm thinking of his brother. Um, what's his freaking brother's name, dude? Wouldn't be able to tell you. I, I honestly might sound like a casual. I can't name a single champion in Bellator, let alone contenders. I know MVP. That's that's about it. I I know Yo Romero. Douglas. I'm so sorry for forgetting uh, Douglas. Yeah, Eric. Douglas Lima, MVP. Uh, shoot, I'm trying to think. Musashi is 185, huh? I don't think he's welterweight, so you have to go up to middleweight to fight There's Musashi. No way Kevin Lee fights middleweight. No, he's too small. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, there's at least a few guys he could fight there. There's still some exciting stuff in Kevin Lee's future. Which one, I'd good. rather him not go to one because it's like, damn, dude, I feel like... No one watches one. No one watches America. one. And it's also just tough, dude. It seems like it's just tougher over there. Like, they want UFC. They want to bury UFC people. Mm-hmm. So it's like they always give you the crappiest matchups. Yeah, look at what they did to Demetrius Johnson. Yeah, dude. Brutal. And it's yeah. a little bit of a different rule set, too. You know, where I, mm-hmm. whereas I think Bellator would be basically the exact same, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I think... Be- Bellator or Triller are probably his two best bets. And obviously, if he goes to Triller, he is the best 170-pounder um, in that company, bar none. And then, like you said, for Bellator, he's probably a top five, top three guy. So Right away, he's, as soon as he signs. He's definitely going to land on his feet. You yeah. know, it's not like – and ultimately, he might be able to gain a little bit from this. So it, it's ultimately not that bad of a situation for either party. So – that that's the positive thing, um, with it, with this whole situation going on. Yeah, he still has plenty of time to make a comeback. Absolutely. And uh, what about comebacks? Let's see if Jan Blahovich can make a comeback and go get going for that title again, because it's been announced that coming in March he will be returning against Alexander Rakic. And all I know. Is uh, of course, uh, well, I know if you think this is the best fight to make, and what do you do with the, some of the top contenders now, like Santos and, and um, Anthony Smith? And but all I all I know is that what I want to see from this fight is for that legendary Polish power to return and to absolutely beat the crap out of that Alexander and bounce his head off the canvas. I want yeah. to see it. <laughs> I'd I'd be down. Uh, I think that's <laughs> really a great fight to make too. Mm-hmm. Um. Because like you know, I think that there. just about confirms, if it hasn't already be, been confirmed, Teixeira versus uh, Proshaka. Yeah. For the it belt. hasn't been not official, but that has to be the fight now. It has to be, right? Um, it, it should have been in the first place. Now at least we pretty much get it confirmed. So Tiago Santos and Anthony Smith, they fought back in 2018. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but uh, yep. Santos actually beat Smith by mm-hmm. uh, TKO body kick and punches. And it was that's actually how we got that, uh, pretty much how he worked his way up to that title shot with uh, with John Jones there. It was only, uh, I think, it got to the second round, mm. and it was fight of the night. So I mean, that just goes to show you, like those guys were throwing down. Which can Anthony, I know Anthony Smith loves to throw down. We've seen it in all of his fights. Can he bring the fire back to Santos? That's what I was going to say. And, and Santos, not to be disrespectful, been kind of on a. You know, a little bit of a slide, I would say. He hasn't necessarily looked the same as he did pre-injury, pre-John Jones fight. That's safe to say. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think it'd be a good time to run that one back, possibly. It's been about, I think, over three years now. I'm sure Anthony I, Smith wants that one back. They're still both way up there. They don't have fights lined up yet. Smith just I can tell you, not a lot of people are going to remember that fight, at least like um, right now, if... If they might go look it back, remember. But if you ask, and I'm I mean, not completely sure that might have been at middleweight. I'm, I might be mistaken on that, but I'd have to I'd have to look into that. Okay. But uh, yeah, I'm hey. I'm, I'm almost positive it was at middle. I, I'd put my reputation on the line to say that that fight was at middleweight, so it would be oh, different sorry. now at light heavyweight. Of course. Um, and it puts one of them probably like a win away from a title um, from a title shot. Yeah, or a title contender, or you know, a eliminator fight, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing about Anthony Smith is, he came out in an interview from a was it, um, I think November thirtieth, where he said it would suck if Alexander Rakic was recorded was rewarded with a Jan Blahovich fight after turning down several opponents. So <laughs> didn't really get the his his wish there. Um, Christmas. Has not come early for Anthony Smith, but who knows? I really like your idea of running that back. But uh, how do you see this fight between Blahovich and, and Rakic going? And does Jan still have a chance to get his hands back on UFC gold? Man, I don't know. I I want to say Jan should be the the uh, favorite in this fight. I think so. I haven't seen Rakic fight in a while now. Um, the only the last one was that boring win over Santos. The big thing with Rakic is really just his kicks, leg kicks, high kicks, body kicks. He's 
a specialist, I, I believe, with yeah. kicks. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really the, the main thing that Jan will have to watch out for. And other than that, it's like, it's hunting season, you know? Go go out there and collect a head. You gotta get, if you want to get back to that title, you're going to have to win in impressive fashion. Especially by, by the way that you lost, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, a knockout, like, especially if... If so, all of, of course, this would be hypothetical because the title fight hasn't been made yet. But say that we're doing Yuri versus Glover, just assume that. And they also make the assumption that Yuri wins that fight. If Jan knocks out Alexander Rakic, it would be a good case to put him against um, Yuri for the belt. Oh, yeah, 100%. You could definitely make a case here. Two crazy dudes with crazy power from Eastern Europe that are one like goes out into the cold and howls like a wolf, and then the other one has a piece of a noose. I mean, that's 100% the fight that they wanted to have happen. I'm pretty sure the UFC brass was, uh, I don't I don't know if rooting for would be the right way to say it, but they probably were leaning towards wanting Jan to win that fight just so they could line that Proshaka fight up because that would be huge between those two countries to mm-hmm. see, uh, you know, who's 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 the baddest. I could definitely see that. It makes sense. That fight probably sells more than, like, I, I don't want to be rude, but say like an old, um, almost like kind of finished Glover, but apparently Glover, Glover obviously isn't finished, and he's, <laughs> he's still hey, might if, be if, in his prime. If Glover beats Yuri, bro, he could turn into a, he could turn into a, um, a big deal. If Glover beats Yuri, that would be insane. He would be a huge deal. Glover instantly becomes one of the best champions in the UFC. I think Yuri, Yuri, probably him and him, Patty and Hamzat right now. I'd say Patty Pimblet are probably mm-hmm. the three biggest hype machines, and maybe even mm, no, I won't say it. I, I won't. I won't throw Sean O'Malley in there. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I'd say right now, as of right now, Hamzat. Uh, Jesus Christ! I just lost my train of thought. Yuri. Patty. And and Patty Pimblet are the three yeah. biggest hype trains in the UFC. So if you, if Glover could take out a Yuri Proshaka, like that's going to be huge. That would be insane, man. That is oh, just a phenomenal fight. And sorry because like, I don't want to sound like I'm kind of writing Glover off because I obviously don't want to because that dude pulls out wins from nowhere. Um, uh, that wasn't the case against Jan. He obviously was just winning that fight uh, mm-hmm. from the first round to the second round. Uh, man, there's, I think there's just fun fights that you can line up in, at the top of the light heavyweight division. There's a lot of really good stuff there, and the division's slowly rebuilding and turning into something that looks like a fun time again, especially like once we get to UFC Vegas 44, you're going to have to run it through Jimmy Crew and, and Jamal Hill. Yeah, like at least it's not just the same three guys just circulating. Exactly. Like it the was light. for a few years. Right. You know, John Jones, Daniel Cormier, Gustafson, and then I guess you could throw in uh, Anthony uh, Johnson as well. Because it's like those guys kind of controlled the light heavyweight division for like four, five, six, maybe years. Mm-hmm. Seems like those are like all the big fights always happening. So I am loving the flesh, the, the fresh blood inside the light heavyweight division. That, of course, only makes things that much more exciting. But ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you guys think about Hamza Chamaev and what's going on with all of his crazy callouts. Uh, what you think is going to happen with Justin Gaethje now. Where Kevin Lee is going to end up. And also, what you think about Jan Blachowicz. And where do you think he is going to go with his career. And can he get his hands back on to UFC gold. Well, of course, um, before we get to what the blank, just one, of course, a shout out. Of course, uh, we're going to have all of our stuff on our socials. Make sure to check those out. A lot of fun conversations and MMA talk happens every day. I know on Wednesday, I definitely got Blake real good uh, with one my troll posts. <laughs> what are you shaking your head at? Made you oh, you got me. Big... Only half of it got me. I was like, what the, what the hell are you talking about? You told me Cyril Gone pulled out. Yeah. And I wasn't, you know, I work for a living. I don't, I don't just sit on my ass all day. I have to, you know, I have a job that I get paid. I work for, for a living. I don't know so, what you're talking about. You know, I'm in an office. I don't work from home. Hey, you're just jealous you work from home. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I didn't have the time to uh, be checking my phone like that. And I was like, okay, well, like, what's up? Did Cyril gone really pull out? I wasn't worried about freaking 
self-protection guy. That's a self-defense guy against Francis Ngannou, ladies That guy is a clown. I Do you see his lacing with, like, the whole stop, how to stop that kick when you're laying on, on the ground? I would beat that guy's ass senseless, dude. You saw the one where, like, he was, like, showing how to take a guy down. Was, was this the one you're talking about? Where, he, like, he lays on the ground, you stop his kick with the X, and you kind of rub your knuckles into his No, chin. the one I saw today was he was he was showing you how to take a guy down. And so the guy's, like, I guess he has his hands on you, right? And then, so he, he would grab his shirt and then falls down, right? Pulls him onto the ground and then... Pulls him over him, and then, yeah, it just looks so stupid. You're just pulling him on top of you. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's not going to work, bro. Or, like, when he was, like, uh, practicing taking the high kick against him doing the motorcycle helmet. But in doing so, he drops his arm so he could get hit in the head. And the only reason he caught the kick is because the dude kicked him in the shoulder and not the head. Well, yeah, it's like if that guy's throwing at full speed, you're done. You're You're dead. Or what about that one group one where he was just kind of running You're around You're going to be the doing the Kevin head. Lee dance, bro. <laughs> the Kevin Lee chicken dance that Edson Barboza had him do, you know? Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. He's like legitimately going to get someone killed. Eventually. I mean, he's been around apparently for years, so I'm surprised. Really? I'm surprised he's going so viral. I mean, I think it's really just for shit posting, but like no one can actually take that guy serious. I, I, at least I really hope not, man. And he's he charges money for classes. I would pay money just to like fight him. I'd be like, dude, I'd pay I money try. to see him fight Francis, Francis and Gunner. I mean, that wouldn't even be fair though. Francis would eat him. Yeah, I know. I want to see that. <laughs> exactly I want to see a regular average Joe attack this guy and see what he's talking about. Someone that's not just gonna. Oh, here, I'll just push you a little bit. No, I want someone to go in there and sock him straight in the mouth and see what Blake, that I, boy I does. nominate you for this. I nominate you for this role. Set it up, dog. I'll fight that guy right now. I'd fight Hell him yeah. literally right this second. And just, you know, I just want to see what's up. Not even like out of hatred or like disrespect. It's just I am genuinely curious because I know I, I can't really fight that well. I want to see if I can beat your ass because you look like a fakester. It looks like someone went to the Goodwill, bought some cheap-ass gloves in the vest, and starts calling himself defense guy. Like, is he a police officer? Also, the earpiece. The earpiece is so funny. I don't get it, dude. He's, he's hey, so who, Hey, Blake, the real fight to make is him versus Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> that would be sweet. <laughs> Oh no, it's 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 so bad. But um, you can ask Cody, our... you can ask Cody Nola, bro. John, you know John Claude Van, Van Damme doesn't give a shit about sparring, and you know if you're supposed to block a kick, he'll just hit you square in the face. <laughs> I was seeing Cody Nola knock his ass out, dude. Hit, did you hear about that? They had beef back in the day. He like really? Yeah, like Cody had apparently he had like a full on meltdown. Wait, Cody had the meltdown? Yeah. Because Jean-Claude Van Damme, like, hit him and, like, I can't remember exactly, like, he either chipped his tooth or did something stupid, you know? But, yeah, he was busy. Is he a weigh-in by, like, a lot? Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah. Uh, I would assume. I don't know about a lot because he seems pretty skinny himself. He, I mean, he was probably on a lot more coke. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> that for sure. Skinny. That's for Jeez, sure. Jeez, dude. Yeah. Uh, you got to turn... Uh, Van Damme to Raphael Asuncel and just have Cody put him to sleep. That would be fun to watch. Cody doesn't need to turn him into anything, bro. You just literally need to fire one punch. <laughs> yeah, you see, this is stuff you're missing out on. If you don't follow us on Twitter and Instagram, of course, you can find all of our links at thefourthandlong.com. For all of our MMA stuff, you can find us at thefourthandlong.com forward slash MMA. And then Twitter at fourthandlongradio, Instagram at fourthandlongradio. But it's about that time. Before we get to UC Vegas 44, it's time for What the Blank with Blake. Of course, uh, I love you guys. I'm glad that this segment is really caught on. And it is a fun one, especially just the wordplay, just trying to introduce it with What the Blank with Blake. Um, it, it's a fun little tongue twister every you're getting once better. In a while. I'm getting better? Yeah, you're getting, you, I think this is your best week so far. Oh, that's very nice. I, I've been practicing, can't you tell? I sat from my closet for an hour and just and just repeated what the blank would like. Oh, absolutely, we can tell. 
do professional that's all we do on the show but for those that don't know how this works three statements each of them having a blank in them and it's up to blake to fill in the blank all right we kind of mentioned earlier on the show and talked with kevin lee blake but uh statement number one triad combat is blank Mm. Um, doesn't have to just be one word, is it? Does it? No, it's whatever you want it to be. Uh, I'd say it's a decent idea, and mm-hmm. I'd I'd like to see more exe- you know, better execution, possibly maybe a couple better matchups, like maybe not Frank Mir competition wise. You know, make sure they're actually competitive. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoyed it. I don't. I don't know about you. What do you think I, of the triangle shape? I thought it was kind of cool. It's different, you know. It's I don't I don't really see the I guess just to make it more compact, you know, but I don't really understand why it has to be a triangle. Uh, <laughs> just is a little strange. But I think it's not the weirdest talking I I think I've seen recently. I think it was Polish, but they it was like a I think they made like a 9 by 9 square that they put in the middle of the octagon for two dudes to fight in. Yeah, no, I saw that one, the really small one. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just it's different. It's something fresh, something new, so I don't necessarily dislike it. There's also it. that karate fight, um, like, um, fight promotion that has, like, it's a square, but with, like, slanted sides. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That stuff is kind of cool, too. Yeah, I think anything new, and especially if, you, you know, you're paying the fighters right, you're getting decent matchups. The only thing that it suffered from this weekend was it wasn't great matchups. It was only Mike Perry and, and the guy at the Sears or whoever he fought. Yeah. Uh, that was really the only close matchup. I mean, the other two fights. The main event. Yeah, the other two fights didn't really impress me, that, especially the Frank Mir fight. Like, my God, dude, just give it up. Why is Frank Mir still fighting? He needs money, apparently. He must have some type of financial issues. He could probably make money off of doing color commentary. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, long story short, I think it's a decent idea. I'd like to see more. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. And it's always kind of fun. It, it, it sounds stupid, but just changing the shape of a ring, it, it's going to, like, pique the interest, you know? Yeah, and it changes um, angles, too, you know? Like, it's going to give someone, uh, you know, a, a little bit more of a, a different game plan, I guess you could say. It's not going to be the exact same as if you're just in an octagon and you have plenty of space to run around and reset, or even just a boxing ring where it's, you know, four sides. Yeah. Triangle, yeah. you know, you're going to get you're gonna get cornered in every now and then. You're going to have to find a way to efficiently break out of that corner. So I think it's yeah. cool. It could change That's up. fair. Ooh, and then, of course, we have a new icon in the rap game in Bryce Mitchell. And so on the behalf of this new uh, – on the – Backside of this news me release and um, Bryce Mitchell releasing a rap album. Statement number two, Blake, is that Blank is the best rapper out of MMA or fighters. Hmm. Is it Tyron Woodley? <laughs> Absolutely not. Hey, One, dude, did you listen to the Bryce Mitchell stuff? 1000% not. Uh. It's actually not bad. No, the Bryce Mitchell stuff is is not terrible. It's just got the worst production ever. Um, <laughs> like it was tripping me out when I was listening, and maybe I mean maybe it was my AirPods too. But like it sounded like I had my earphones in, but it sounded like Bryce was over there, huh. like on the other side of the room. And I would keep like putting my phone because I'm at work listening to this right. So I'm hella, like, self-conscious. I'm like, fuck, what if someone can hear this right now? Is it playing for my phone? <laughs> and I can put my phone up to my ear, and my my buddy behind me is like, dude, what the hell are you doing, bro? <laughs> I'm like, is there noise coming out of my phone? I'm just trying to be – just trying to make sure. He's like, no, nah, you're good, dude. And I was like, all right. <laughs> it's almost like it was recorded out of a trailer. Yeah. It, I mean, Wouldn't he be probably surprised. was. So. Probably. <laughs> or but yeah, I don't I don't think he's the <sighs> – it's hard to say because I don't think anyone's a good rapper in the UFC. <laughs> to be completely honest, I don't think anyone's good. Brian Kelleher sucks. Uh, Tyron Woodley I sucks. I totally forgot Brian Kelleher, too. Yeah, dude, don't get me started on Brian Kelleher, bro. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Jared Brooks raps, too, and Mike Perry, you know, of course he raps. Mike Perry does everything. Um, and then I don't know who Cajun Johnson is, but this site's listing him as well. 
Uh, I will tell you one UFC fighter that I actually do follow his music uh, endeavors, Andre Touchy Feely. I fucks with his vibes. He has He's not bad. He has a band called Born Breach. And uh, I'm trying to think of how you would describe them. They're more like uh, like hardcore, I guess punk, kinda not not like almost like a rage against the machine type vibe. It's good. But a little no, like it's like our music. Vocals. It's pretty to sick, dude. It's it's dope to lift to, it's dope to work out to. Uh, even dope to have car rides too if you're just trying to get pumped up at all, because he really he goes in, man. I I think I think Feely actually does a good job, and he's actually had local shows in Sacramento. I've seen that on Instagram. I've not gotten to go to one yet. It's always I always have something going on that day. Both times he's had a show, dude. It's been at Holy Diver. I I think both times, and I've not been able to freaking check it out yet. But I've had friends actually go and, and check him out by accident. Like, they were there for other bands, and he was actually mm-hmm. there. And they were like, dude, he was sick. Dude, that's so, dope. Talk about multi-talented. Probably didn't answer your question directly, but... Yeah. It works. I would say no one in the UFC is the best rapper. They all suck right now. <laughs> that that fills in the blank hey, with but that Bryce, I'll give you, I'll give you some love, bro. You had some sick bars in, uh, in some of your songs. <laughs> I came from a trailer, this- I... Uh, what the hell was that one line he, he said? I cannot freaking remember, dude, but it was, it was actually pretty funny. And he had some lines about, like, uh, some drugs and all that. I was like, okay, you know, like, at least I haven't heard rappers, you know, say it in this manner yet. So I, I right. credit for that as well. But, yeah, no. Not, not, not for a first album. Not completely comp- impressed. But, yeah, for his first <laughs> release, for his first public release ever, it's not completely shit. It's got... Bits and pieces to where it's like, okay, now let's go find you a professional that knows what he's doing so he can help you. Like, you have the natural talent to, like, make interesting, uh, entertaining songs. Now he's got to get you the right production, the right mixing, the right mastering, and make it sound a little more pleasing to the ears. Because, honestly, it's not very good quality. I'm sure there, there has to be someone in Ar- Arkansas that can help with that. So, I, I think it's going to get big now. And, and it's great. And especially when... You have to put some of that music on some of the. If hey, it's fun stuff. though, dude. You know, I'm never gonna crap on someone for having fun because, like, at least mm-hmm. with Bryce, like, it looks like because Tyron Woodley, dude, you can tell he's taking it so fucking serious. So, well, look at his reaction to the to the criticism. <laughs> yeah, but like Bryce, Bryce is doing like, this for fun, dude. This Absolutely. is all just for fun. So it's like I'm one thousand percent not hating on this guy. I'd actually like mm-hmm. to. Hear, I'd actually like to see him keep going and trying to improve. You know, like listen to the feedback he's getting and, and try to make it a better product. He has something there. He truly yeah, definitely has something. Like there. I said, it was entertaining, dude. Like I, I list, I actually listened to a couple of the songs. I was like, dude, like it's actually kind of funny. It's actually kind of <laughs> clever wordplay in some of the, uh, and it rhymed in, in, you know, for the most part. So, <laughs> you know, rhyming and clever is more you can say about ninety percent of the rap that's produced nowadays, anyway. So yeah, he's he's doing well. He's <laughs> high. But statement number three, Blake, is that the fight. I want to see the most right now, whether it's made or not, is blank. <sighs> the most. I mean, I've. You're asking a tough question for a guy like me because I have so many fights I want to see. Yeah, I know. That's why I chose it because mm. I want to be a bad person. I think the fight that I'm most intrigued by stylistically, mm-hmm. just because I know like what we have just witnessed a couple weeks ago, Gaethje versus McGregor, Chandler versus McGregor, mm. Chandler versus Poirier. Like that lightweight division has me on a sick one right now, dude. Um, you just put all of them in round Robin and call it good. And then also, I need to see that Nate Diaz, Tony Ferguson fight Mm. because it's just like, bro, it's two robots, you know, (laughs) two, two guys that are just not quitting is not in their DNA. Never get hurt. Never get tired. You know? So I I think that's like, that's another one of those fights where it's like, what's the holdup? They're both on slides. 
They both have well, huge names. The holdup is that they want to destroy Nate Diaz in his last fight with on CFC contract, and they want uh, to get the Hamzat. Yes, stupid. Because they're dicks. But yeah, I think uh, definitely McGregor versus Chandler or Gaethje, mm-hmm. or uh, Diaz versus Ferguson, just because I think that would be that would be like a fight to the death. You know, that's like one of those fights where you can't have a round limit. You just see, okay, who. This is gladiator status. Like, who's going to leave the arena alive? Imagine if we got uh, Tony Ferguson versus Nate Diaz in, like, the very first UFC where you only – the fight only stopped after a knockout or a uh, throw in the towel. be crazy. It would probably be, like, about a 69-round fight. Right. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Realistically, that fight probably goes 10 rounds. Dude, at least. I'm it would turn to a boxing fight at that point. Dude, it would be rough. Especially because, damn, they're like five-minute rounds, too, though, you know? Whereas boxing yeah. is, what, two, three? It's three. Three, three but it'd be... Depending on the promotion. Yeah. But they it'd be going boxing number of rounds with the UFC kind of minutes. Yeah. Man. Insane. I'd watch the hell out of that. that that's re- Honestly, if they did one pay-per-view where they had, like, a... They did. Essentially, just the main card. And, like, you call, like, four undercard fights the prelims, and then they did just Ferguson versus Diaz. That's a card right there. And so... Yeah. The only problem is there's no damn commission that actually allowed that to happen because they're all pansy asses. Yeah. You know, they gotta... That's a shame. They gotta I'm be uh, politically correct and whatnot. You well, know? can we put that on Fight Island? You think those... the the was it UAE or something like that? They probably let that happen for enough money. We just gotta take it to Russia. Then we'll be good. Russia don't play around. Uh, UFC Saint Petersburg. Hell, Blake, give me <laughs> UFC Siberia. There you go. <laughs> now you're talking. Now <laughs> put it in a gulag. All right. Nate, Nate Diaz versus Tony Ferguson in an octagon inside the gulag. Only one makes it out. That, that should be a thing in, like, UFC 4 or the video game for that. Like, can you have, like, custom locations like that? Put it in the gulag. Give me DLC or something like that. Yeah, I haven't played that game one time, so. Oh, no, the last UFC, I played, like, a little bit of UFC 3, which is all right. I actually was, I had fun with UFC 2. I think, remember, uh... Yeah, I think I played the first one, and then I played the third one. Uh, I played I know the third one, my one favorite I beat that game completely, but it, it gets it gets boring after a while. Yeah. One of my favorite things I did in UFC 2 is um, when I just won the mess round, I created a guy with the highest stat of everything, and then I created a guy with the lowest stat of everything, and he turned into a punching bag, and I would knock him down 15 times in the fight, and it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> Him, I'll be a. I had a six foot five, two hundred sixty five pound guy, doing some flippy shit and some spinny shit, and saying this dude across octagon. It was good fun. <laughs> Very realistic game. You know, it was it was it was a good time. You know, um, when you had what Joe Rogan and Mike Goldberg still on that one, going crazy after each knockout or knockdown. <laughs> and knockout mode was fun too. Oh yeah, just keep it standing. Hey, shout out to those. Uh, some some of those games are fun. UC4, yeah, yeah, not not really my cup of tea there. But Blake, let's hop into let's cap things off with UFC Vegas 44 because I am actually really excited for this card. Like I said earlier, we took a week off, but now we're coming into a week where this is a really really solid fight night, and then it's going to be followed by UFC 269. So I am 100% nice. all, for, all for this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's just going to be a good time. So some of the – we're going to get to Blake's bangers and some predictions for the main event. But a couple of the fights I just want to highlight before we get to the bangers themselves is um, Brian Barberena. Uh, he was – he got a replacement fight with Darren Weeks, which is actually looking like a really solid matchup. Clay Guida is still fighting, and he's taking on a guy that's pretty much as old as him, and Leonardo Santos. And if you take a look at the prelims as well, you got Maki Patolo against Dusko uh, Todrovic in uh, the what we call the main event of the prelims. 
Um, one thing I'm actually really looking forward to is Alonzo Mendefield versus William Knight. That is a freaking good fight. Then uh, Alex Morano versus Mickey Gall. Big proof of fight for either guy. But I I think those are some of the ones. There's a lot of fights that are going a little bit more under the radar. And Blake, you kind of included there on your bangers for this week. So without further ado, give us the bangers for UFC Vegas 44. I just want to point out Leonardo Santos knocked out Kevin Lee. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Uh, anyway, yes. bangers. <laughs> bangers for this week. We're going to do Brennan Allen versus Chris Curtis. Love that. We're going to do, and that's in the middleweight division. Uh, it's crazy how small Chris Curtis is. Five foot eight, dude. Yeah. Hey, he bought a middleweight, but... Hustle. Yeah, 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 definitely. Not I'm, I'm excited for that fight. Uh, Jimmy Crute versus Jamal Hills, the next fight that I picked. And those are just two guys that are, uh, you know, kind of up-and-comers in the light heavyweight division, mm-hmm. uh, trying two to make guys their way off of, tenders. Two guys coming off of kind of brutal-looking finishes in their last yeah. fights. Jamal Hill got – Paul Craig made his arm look horrible and, and then eventually like ended up being like – was even an injury is what yeah. it ended up being. It was a dislocation, Crew... right? Wasn't that it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what ended up being. It ended up being fine from that one. I don't know how he avoided legit don't. injury from that. And then Jimmy Crute pretty much like sprained his LCL after Anthony Smith landing a hard leg kick. Yeah. I'm excited for these guys. And, and like Cam, I shot my earlier, the light heavyweight division has some young studs, man. Yeah. I'm saying, man, it's going to be good. And then Jamal we... Hill can hit like a truck. Remember what he did to OSP? Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. He uh he beat the crap out of that guy. I don't I don't know if too many people were expecting that either. No. I wasn't. For the last banger, we're going to do Brad Riddell versus Rafael Fiziev. Easy. And that's just, I mean, speaks for itself. Brad Riddell, three-fight win streak, looking incredible against drew dober i mean very very close fight but i think the right decision was made in the end fiziev rough fight in his last fight in his last bout against bobby green where he kind of fizzled out towards the end fiziev fizzled out (laughs) Ooh, i see what you did there but he also beat up hanato moicano which i think is very impressive uh knocked him out in the first round he also uh has beaten uh Diakis, I can never freaking say that guy's name right. But uh, another guy that's super athletic and, you know, has got a good, a decent record, 14 and 5. So that's going to be a sweet fight, I think. I think it's going to be high-level striking. It probably, I mean, maybe Riddell will try to take him to the ground, but I think Riddell's pretty confident in his striking, too. With the Former the- training partners, too. And so Riddell's been speaking about that. He said they were going, um, they knew they were going to meet. This is just sooner than they thought. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how things change like that. One day you're training with someone, the next day you're punching them in the face for reals. So <laughs> love this sport. This is gonna be an interesting one, though, man. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's tough to say. I don't know. That's a hell of a co-main. It is. Hell it's of a co-main. Be fireworks, man. I mean, shoot, just look at that Dober Riddell fight, dude. Like you know, you know Riddell's that's up there for ready to fight. That's a fight night up there for a fight of the year. Just. Just some really good stuff, man. I'm, I'm yeah. super pumped for this. I am super, super pumped for this card. Now, of course, let's take a look at the main event. Rob Font versus Jose Aldo. Jose has looked good in his last couple fights. Of course, Rob Font, um, he had the ability to fight for the um, for the interim bantamweight title. He turned that down, and he says he's actually thankful for that. But, dude, Rob Font, he made short work of Cody Garbrandt. He, he cut. He worked Cody in that fight. Mm, and was far, work, but wasn't the hardest of work, I guess you could say. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's a better way to put it. And That was a five-rounder, too, wasn't it? Wasn't that main event? Yeah. Yeah. So he pieced up a former band, uh, the former bantamweight champion in the world. He's His stand-up is so damn good, man. I almost wish that like him and Max Holloway were at the same weight class so we could see them um, stand and bang. It, but dude, he but well, Josie Aldo, man, his he's... training partners, same division, got his ass whooped. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't think a guy that's smaller than Cater is going to do better. 
No. Yeah, yeah, I, you know what I mean. I want, I want to see a fight with some two dudes that I can absolutely throw down. And I don't know, man. I'm just super, super. Jose Aldo can man. absolutely throw down, my guy. He, well, was he the one that kind of introduced the flying knee to the to the MMA world, right? Uh, I don't know. I, <laughs> or at least popular, uh, eyes did. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's had some. The King of Real. It's a freaking legend. Finishes. And I mean, the the one that comes to mind for me is. Uh, when he when he hit Chad Mendez, oh my gosh, yes. But well, uh, that's this week has been great so far because it's the Josie Aldo main event. So we just been seeing a bunch of Josie Aldo highlights, and who can be mad at that? That's awesome stuff. I honestly, I'm picking Jose Aldo to win this fight. Ooh, what round and what method? <sighs> it's tough. I don't know if uh, he's going to be able to get the finish. Because I mean, I'm just thinking those body shots. I'm I'm thinking body shots are going to have an appearance this weekend, heavily, and uh, mm. we'll see if Rob Font can can stick in there with those. Because I mean, look at what it did to Jeremy Stevens. Look at what he's done to basically everyone besides Piotr Jan that he's fought. I mean, yeah. guy's a savage. I Talk love this all. career reemergence we've seen in the bantamweight division. It's been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, look at Cody Nolove too, right? Like, he's going down to 125. We'll see if he can have a resurgence against Kaikara France. He looked shredded. He Man, looks insane, dude. He looked in better shape than he did as a bantamweight. And he's done it way – it looks like he's done it way cleaner than TJ did. Yeah. You know, TJ like, looked like a skeleton. Cody obviously looks smaller, but – Yeah, he looks He like looks healthy. He's healthy, yeah. He doesn't look all sucked out, you know, in his cheeks and just frail. He looks he, – ripped. It looked as bad as that featherweight Conor McGregor did that one time. Yeah, no, that that just looks scary. Yeah, that 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 stuff doesn't look healthy. I'm I'm super excited for this. I think this is a really tough one for me to pick because Rob Font is on a freaking roll and he looks like he might be the future. This he he looks like he could be a future champion or at least a fu- he's at least a future contender for that belt. Jose Aldo is just a freaking legend that won't go away, and he still shows some really high level ability. I'm really torn on this one, and since I'm torn and you picked one side, I'm willing to go Rob Font in this one via decision. <sighs> I'm not feeling confident towards either guy, though. This is really good matchmaking. Shout out to the UFC for giving us this fight, though. Oh yeah, it's going to be a good barometer for Rob Font to see if he's got what it's, you know, if he's got what it takes to be a champ. Because Aldo is one of the, you know, probably uh, top five to seven legends in UFC. I'd say as of right now, mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of his special run at featherweight, you know. So damn good, man. It, it's hard. You can't really. There's not enough words to describe how damn good, you know, Jose Aldo is. <clears throat> how much he means to sport of MMA. Just just a legend, man. Just an absolute legend. I don't know what else to say besides that. Yep. I agree 100%. Oh, and it's a hard fight. Also, I don't really want either guy to lose. This one I don't really care too much about, honestly. You know, I'm not, like, a huge fan of either guy. But I respect the hell out of both of them. Absolutely. So I'm that, not, absolutely. I don't care. One of them gets knocked out, I'll be like, all right, cool. Like, cool. <laughs> Fair enough, dude. I, all I know is I am beyond hype for this, and I this is just going to be a really, really damn good fight. And it's only it's it's the perfect appetizer for UC two sixty nine. I agree. So, dude, it's going to be some damn good stuff. But, ladies and gentlemen, drop your um, thoughts on this and uh, drop your predictions. For the main event between Rob Font and Jose Aldo, uh, whether it be in the YouTube comments over on Apple Podcasts by leaving five star review, or hit us up on our socials like I mentioned: Instagram at um, Fourth and Long Radio, Twitter at Fourth Long Radio. But we're going to wrap things up with the Nene of the week, and this is uh, actually for the first time, Blake. We're doing a follow up on a previous Nene because more has emerged. Remember, uh, uh, two three weeks ago. Um, to that risen former risen fighter that had 801 grams of meth in his uh, he got caught with 801 grams of meth. We we all remember this, right? Crazy story. 
Yeah, it's a very reasonable amount of meth to have on you at one time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, it is. Uh, but it's come out, so he's been sentenced. Um, so kind of crazy stuff here. So he, a former risen veteran, um, and um, Jake Hewn. Uh, is sentenced to nearly eight years in prison on drug trafficking charges. Of course, he's like I said, he was uh, had a package that was marked bath gel in Cologne um, that broke open during transit and outpoured 801 grams of methamphetamine. Um, so uh, apparently, so he claimed that he was being paid a thousand dollars to receive the package, and then he ultimately pled guilty to the importation of a commercial. Quantity of a border patrol um, drug, and also another charge for trafficking cocaine on, on top of that one as well. So that came from some pictures and what his girlfriend was sending through the mail, and um, and so it came with a potential life sentence because apparently he has ties to a drug ring operating out of Thailand, but. <laughs> They, they put it down to seven years and nine months, and he is supposed to be uh, um, deported from Australia um, after um, he is released from prison. A thousand bucks. Cocaine, too. And a it's classified as a commercial quantity of methamphetamine. Has a <laughs> it does train a drug mark. trafficking ring in Thailand. Yeah, dude, he uh, clearly didn't have the most successful fighting career. <laughs> hey, the bigger fighters mostly trafficking meth. Yeah. Oh, no. That is one hell of a story, and I think that's a fantastic place to wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to UFC Talk 67. Of course, a lot of great stuff we covered today, including a fight that definitely was um, long overdue. Kevin Lee, where is he going to fit into the rest of this now? And then a little bit of preview for UFC Vegas 44, a card that just looks like, that just screams banger and is going to be a very pleasant card to watch, especially after a fight with uh, Weekend with No Fights. But Weekend with No Fights is still better than a Misha Tate um, headliner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fight, that UFC Vegas 43 was so bad. I'd rather, I, I prefer Unless she was fighting it. against Amanda Nunes again, then I'd be down to watch that. Oh, absolutely. That'd be, it wouldn't be a good fight, but sure as hell would be It wouldn't, it wouldn't be one. close. It would not be close. <laughs> absolutely. It'd be worse than the first one, which was already pretty bad. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, there's a couple things I shout out at the beginning of the show. Brand new show coming out. Card Stonks coming out on Fridays. Make sure to tune into that one. Of course, for all you NFL fans, just dropped our week 12 breakdown with Alex. And he had some interesting takes, especially when it came to the MVP of the league. It's definitely a guy that you would not expect. And then the hot uh, absolutely not. <laughs> he is leading the league in, in yardage, but that's the only thing he has going for him right now. Oh, you're crazy, bro. Hey, I'll man. let it slide. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna derail you. I'll let it slide. <laughs> oh, you damn Raider fans! But then also, of course, the live stream of Pain is coming up December 11th, and funny enough, that is the day for UFC 269. So, I am going to be in a lot of pain. Um, that night trying to watch the fights. <laughs> you did it to yourself. I, I did to, you're, you're 100% right, Blake, but I'm doing it for charity, and I'm doing it because I lost a bet immediately. I, I, I wouldn't do it for charity if I didn't lose this bet. But, you know, I'm a man of my word, and I am committing to the cause. And, of course, huge shout-outs to our Patreon supporters. For starting at just $1 a month, you can become a uh, contributor to the show, help keep things going, and like I said, the, our main goal here is just be able to talk sports full time, and all of you fantastic people make that possible. So of course you can go on over to patreon.com forward slash fourth and long to get started today. Like I said, just dollar a month gets you bonus content, behind the scenes stuff, discounts on merchandise, and a bunch more. So go check that one out. Huge shout out to our biggest contributor, Ray Rodriguez, for all your card collecting needs. Going over to Instagram and follow at the Big Bat Box. Shout out to Ron Watson and Neil Wiley. But Blake, your thoughts on Thanksgiving 
in one word or phrase. Since we didn't have a card last week, you know, just give me Thanksgiving. Uh, fantastic. I don't know. Shit. I was, yeah. I was pretty pleased, you know, Raiders yeah. won. Can't complain Somehow, about that. Somehow, can't complain about games. that. One of the worst games you're talking about. Dude, that was a horrible game to watch. Are you kidding me? How many penalty yards were there? It was. Yeah, but still, how many dope plays were there? A couple. A couple. Come on, brother. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. Kick um, return. I watched most of it, but I did miss a lot. Jackson touchdown. Uh, I was more impressed that he didn't touch the ball the one yard line. For over 20 yards on, it, on one of those carries. That was sweet, and he, like, jumped over somebody. Hey, Hunter Renfro is underrated. Derek Carr was making some freaking plays, Hunter dude. Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro, 50-plus to- yard catch. Hey, that Tony Pollard 100-yard return. Yeah, that's I named, that was the first thing I named off. Did you see how I started him this week in fantasy? I think we're getting a little off Did you? topic here. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, of course we're getting a little bit off topic. Hey, shout out to your boy going 10-2 and two in fantasy right now. Blake, see me, number one in the league. I still beat you. I'm going to beat you next time. <laughs> no, you won't. You won't I even see so. me next time, bro. You're going to lose first round. Dude, if I lose first round with the team I have, I'm going to cry. I'm going to saboteur myself to get third place and then play you first round and knock you out the first week. You You're a get, bastard. You don't even get any money. You're a bastard. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Screw you, Blake. We're going to end things off, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning to UFC Talk 67. Two more episodes until the nicest MMA show you'll ever hear. Have a good week, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the hell of this fight card, and we'll see you on the week leading up to UFC 269.